Broadcasting from New York City, the superhero capital of the world, too, wherever your ears may be. It's Matt and Brett Love Comics. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Matt. Hi. My name is Brett. And you're also the host. Of well, this show. I guess. You guess? I feel Wait, like did you I'm, retire? I feel like I'm getting a hot water. What? I feel like I'm just like, oof. I'm playing fast and loose with the rules. I'm a rogue. I'm a loose cannon. You I are feel loose like cannon. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've got to get reprimanded, just get demoted. You feel like uh, you feel like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon right now. I was thinking Andy Samberg in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, well that's more of well, a relevant really reference. recent, like yeah, this month recent or like September recent. That's okay. Yeah, um, yeah, we're uh, we're hanging out once again. Uh, we have a book club episode this week. Um, this is the show where we like to take comics and talk comics with comics, Ooh. and this week is no different. We are. Reading Green Arrow, Black Canary, The Wedding Special, and Issues 1 through 5, which is all one continuous story. Yeah, it's the first It's the first trade paperback. Yeah. Which I think is called, like, Wedding Day? Or Wedding... I don't know, I can't remember what the name of the trade is. Not off the top of my head. Wedding Days. D-A-Z-E. Yeah. D-A-Z-E, man. It's a ah. wedding day. <laughs> I got no idea what's going on. Who married who, baby? Well, that's a plot point. That's... She oh. She doesn't. That's accurate. Point. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, today we're joined by a, uh, what, my iPad is just triggered. Um, today we're joined by a really fantastic writer, um, at the UCB, doing things around town. She's also the co-host of Unlimited Lives, the, uh, uh, the, are you, monthly, weekly? We are a weekly show on Sirius XM, which is a UCB channel on that show. Try to find it. You can't. It's channel 406. It doesn't <laughs> exist on the radio. It exists online only. Oh, wow. Oh, yep. okay. So it's kind of a special club. It's kind of exclusive. Yeah, super exclusive. You have exclusive. to search like, for it. What, the Disney 21 Club or whatever that is? Yeah. 400 Club? 23. No. Oh, 23 Club? D23 or 33? John Gutierrez. 41? Is the one who told me about this. It's it's an, yeah, in Disneyland, right? Yeah, you could, like, pay like 40,000 bucks a year to go like, hang out in Walt Disney's old apartment that he never got to live in. Yeah. Um, or the 700 Club was the other number club I was going to reference. This is not the 700 Or the 500 Club. club. Is yeah. that a 500 Club? No. Fortune Mile High Club? The Mile Five Timers Club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary Jan Pietro. Yay! He's that, in the room. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm so I remember it from the uh, video series we did. Oh, back. yeah. Awesome. Um, Great. Uh, well, welcome to the show. You have a history with comic books. Yes. We'll dive into that some. Yeah. I, uh, where do I start? I will start <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, my dad is a weird drifter. Uh-huh. And he, as a, when I was a kid, would just take me around to do different stuff. And, like, apropos of nothing. He'd just be like, we're doing this today. And one of the days we went to a comic book shop, and he's just like, pick out whatever you want. So I picked out Beetlejuice, because I love nice. the movie. Yeah. Was the it the, the car- comic book of the cartoon? It was a comic book of I the cartoon. I had one of those. Yeah. I just sold it, but it I had one. Oh, man. Fun. I found my old one when I went home. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah. I remember just being disappointed. Like, I, for a long time, read comic books based off of TV shows, and oh, they're yeah. all pretty garbage. It was a yeah. Harvey comic, I think. I think yeah. it was a Harvey. I think accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I actually I have the Simpsons Futurama crossover box at home signed by Matt Ooh. Groening and oh. I never read it because I just was like this is not going to be good. Yeah, I just want it. Like I just want to <laughs> have it in my yeah, house. Yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, I uh, that was probably when I was ten or eleven, and then uh, have loved comics ever since. I think New X Men was my favorite run in comics ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my high school boyfriend, his father was Boris Vallejo. His mother was Julie Bell. 
Wait, Whoa! Oh, I didn't know just that. Just have your brains exploded. Yes. I gotta go wash pieces of like, <laughs> brain matter off the walls. That's no way. Yeah, and so uh, I was always going to like conventions with them and like comic cons yeah. and stuff, and it was real awesome. I love. I mean, they they rolled the X Men Fleer yes. series in their yeah. bathroom in the Marvel masterpieces. In their home is all of those original paintings, <gasps> of the cards. Did, did Julie Bell storm? Mm-hmm. That one where she's like yep. this in the air. That, that I had that on my wall. Yep. Oh, I like I that one. Instagram. I love the pose you just made. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love. I mean, I love. I love those two for some reason. Like a a bunch of after the after Joe Jesco did the first series of Marvel masterpieces. They for the second one they had all these artists come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for some reason, the two of them in particular, their art always stood out to me because like Julie Bell's women were always like gorgeous, just badass, badass, yeah. gorgeous Beautiful. women. And then Boris Vallejo's men were like Sick. equally like. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. muscly, big, probably big bulges. Like, yeah. The <laughs> thing about Boris that is crazy to me is that he draws these hugely muscular men, and he was saying he got to start by collecting uh, in Peru muscle magazines and then drawing the guys and not gay. Like, yeah. he's just, like, yeah, yeah. super into chicks. Yeah, but he yeah. always drew the huge men. I don't know. Like, it's thinking back fun. to those images, like, damn, like, those I know. are some... Like, yeah, yeah. You want to know a fun fact? Of course. Uh, he used to live in like the East Village in like the 70s or so, and he was having a party one day, and uh, he wanted like a painting on his wall for it, uh-huh. so he drew a painting of Jesus ripping the crucifix, like ripping himself off the crucifix. Ah! <laughs> it was like, the most amazing thing I pictured. Like, I'm having a party. What do I need? Oh, right. I Jesus on the cross. destroying it. <laughs> I think it's so fun. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Also, just to be like, I'm going to draw this. Yeah, I'm going to make this a reality. It's in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other cool thing is I was talking about it because there's a whole family of artists. His son now is an illustrator, and uh, he does magic cards and like other fantasy novels. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And his other son, well, that's their stepdad. Julie's their mom, and then they got married. That's doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> um, they, I was, I was thinking that maybe I should do art because it was like high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. But it just like it just sucked. I was like everything I picture in my head, it comes out like garbage. And Boris was like, it's the same for me. He's like, it's not ever what it looks like in your head because yeah. your head is perfect. Wow. It comes out, and I was like, that's such a nice thing for you to say. <laughs> like yeah. it just was like really inspiring. Like oh right, even Boris Vallejo doesn't think that his work is what he wants it to be. Like he's yeah. still striving. Yeah, it's really fun. That's constantly like the artist's torture too. Yeah. Do you feel that? So so you write yeah. a lot as well. Yeah, I decided um, to skip art and yeah. <laughs> just went straight for writing because yeah, yeah. I could type on a computer and it came so exactly like I want it to. Uh, no, it's the same thing. I, um, I do sketch at the theater at UCB and uh, every month I'll have ideas where like, oh, this is going to be the best sketch I've ever written. And then it just isn't, it just doesn't come out. Yeah. Exactly do you have, I mean... Do you have you ever had like that pet sketch that you just keep bringing back every month, like just hoping like this month it'll, maybe it'll work this month or maybe I can do another tweak? On it. No, you know what's funny <laughs> is like I finally there's like lines I'll do that with that I'll yeah. keep being like this is the funniest thing I've ever said, but uh, <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that with sketches because um, you know September was National Sketch Writing Month. Oh yeah, yes. and I did that one year and it really got me in the habit of just like you just churn it out like it, yeah. it's, you're always yeah. gonna have more and more stuff and you can have more than you realize if you just do it yeah. and that really broke me into doing that and in the radio show weekly i'll do video game sketches like two a week if i have the time and that's like super quick two every week just keeps me like just yeah. get it out just get it out and get it done 
Yeah. So you have uh, so you have a weekly uh, video game review and comedy show. Yeah. On uh, on Sirius on the UCB channel called Unlimited Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you co-host that with TJ Del Reno mm-hmm. and and Jason Signs. Jason Signs. What mm-hmm. up, Jay? Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. How did you guys? How did you guys wind up? Uh, you pitched that. You you pitched I that yourself. I was not or? a part of it. Oh, which is fun. Uh, I'm not. I never really asked Jason how he included me, but it was him and TJ. It was their idea, and I think I was doing uh, open mic with Jason, and I had a um, video game bit about how every time I go into a new location in the city or like a new place, I'm like always in my head saying "new location unlocked." Yeah, <laughs> like and it was a sadder yeah. bit because I was going to Bellevue to apply for Medicaid, and the first thing I thought of was like, "Oh, new location," and I was like, "No, you're an adult. Like your life is garbage. You're like applying for like medical assistance." No, just live. Stop live thinking the about fantasy. video games. Live the fantasy. <laughs> like, oh, Bellevue. I've never been here. What a great map. I wonder what it looks like. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Yeah. But so I think from that he was like, "Oh, this person likes video games. We should get a lady on the show." I don't know. I never really asked, but so. That's one of five shows on UCB radio, and he brought me into it, and then the three of us just every week, um, it's kind of shapeshifts. For a while, we were trying to do like an Onion-style fake video game news, because we mm-hmm. know that we're not on top of video games like people who are getting like advanced copies of stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. so we're like, we can't be the person to give you news. If you're getting news, <laughs> we record on Thursday, it airs Tuesday. So, oh, yeah. like, it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll try to keep it light and try to do comedy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how is that, how has that sort of challenged your, cause this is something that, that Brett and I talk about a lot. Uh, you, you know, you take the undertaking on of, uh, doing a show mm-hmm. about a thing that you love. Yeah. How does it, how does it wind up skewing your view towards, towards video games? It's awesome because yeah. I was playing video games all the time anyway and now it's like research and now I actually like look at it with a critical eye yeah. and I act- I get more excited to play because I'm like I have to do this mission because I'm going to talk about it this week or I have to like do this thing because it's I, I'm doing research like it's important so it kind of adds like a validity to something that felt like a time waste because I sure. think separate from comics comics are something I've enjoyed because it's I consider it like an art it's like literature it's literature and art combined yeah Video games haven't quite reached that status yet, and even in my mind, I'm still like, oh god, I should be doing something, (laughs) instead of, like, getting sucked into this game. But it's nice, because it really makes it, like, uh, like work. But in a good way, like, work I want to do. Like, like you found a way to take something that you're passionate about and make it something that you can focus your life on without feeling like... Oh, it's it's four yeah. in the morning, and <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I was doing that anyway. Like yeah, yeah. I was like staying up late playing, but now I'm like, well, I have to. I have a show Thursday. Is there uh, is there anything that you're playing right now that you're oh, particularly into? Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Like crazy. Oh man, <laughs> I I am picking away at that game, and I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have a weird. So this is where um, my job and my personal self get kind of blurred because um, I. I don't report on how I feel personally about the sexism in the game and yeah. like yeah and I feel like that should be my role on the show is to be like guys this game's fucked up but yeah. the other part of me is like it's just a great game and it's fun and I like it <laughs> yeah and I don't know how to combine those two because I feel like I'm selling I feel like I'm selling myself out by playing it but also playing it I realize it's not it's not what the media makes it out to be and yeah. I always think that Grand Theft Auto has sort of been pigeonholed on themselves wanting to do that and also by the media as being like this terrible game that everyone plays and there's so many worse games 
Yeah. I just oh, recently yeah. played Oculus Rift. Have you seen that at all? It's like the virtual reality headset you can wear. Oh, I've heard about it, but yeah. I haven't like read any reviews or anything. It's like four developers right now, and yeah. uh, my friend got a hold of one, and it's terrible. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't look. It, if you remember virtual reality from the '90s, it's basically that. Like, it nice. hasn't gotten any better. Every TJF sitcom had a virtual reality it, episode. Yeah. It's yeah. really just like, and the, what's terrible is you put the helmet on your head, and the like, like the lens is on your eyeballs, and it's like so uncomfortable. It's <sighs> it's terrible but they have a game of course they have a game for that where you just fuck a woman like a computer generated woman and oh, it's, awful. That, well, it's yeah. awful but it's like I of mean, course i played grand theft auto like san andreas like a third one or whatever yeah, third, uh, yeah. and we I, I wanted to find a prostitute mm-hmm. we found right. one uh-huh. and then the camera pans outside the car and it shows yeah. it going up and down kind of comically yeah yeah i was fine with that yeah i was yeah, also yeah. like 20 21 I don't sure know. also one of those things where you can choose whether you want to do that or not yeah. like there's very few situations where they'll be like you have to fuck this chick and you're gonna watch it like it doesn't really yeah you can you can seek that stuff out i don't in that yeah. game yeah, yeah but this game was just purely like a lady on a bed on all fours and then you and you can look down and you can see your junk oh, and then God. you just like walk over and it's so blocky and it's all just polygons <laughs> this actually it sounds it's horrible oh, it's hilarious. so insane we at just couldn't i was like looking at it i was like i don't even know i don't even know because yeah. the, like you what? can't lock onto her you just go right through her <laughs> when like you, when, when you, you walk go, up to a wall yeah. and it kind of disappears yeah. that's exactly what happens and <laughs> what? then you it's crazy when you when you go when you enter her does it say like new location unlocked <laughs> it, should. it should it should have a map that comes up one yeah. location always has a padlock on it <laughs> okay you never that find one a location you cannot get That's into right. yeah. unless she unlocks it herself oh boy uh, well speaking of copulating Ooh. oh yeah ah. good one Today we are we are reading Green Arrow, which is the thing. This is the first time any of us have read this. Correct. Yes. yes. This is the one of the first times we. This is one of the only times this has happened on the show. Oh, I think neither of us have read Kickass Two. Yeah. I don't think. Um, and maybe one or two other things, but I think this is a this is a rare occurrence. Thanks. Um, I, I picked this. Well, we decided to do an, an Arrow ish, a Green Arrow comic comic because Arrow's debuting. Season two of Arrow debuts on the CW next Tuesday. Oh, yeah, the eighth, the ninth. I have to write that date. So every day. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> tomorrow, if listeners are yeah, uh, downloading yeah, this yeah. on Monday, and that show has like been relatively successful. Uh, yeah. a lot like a lot of good buzz. I mean, I've watched mm-hmm. I watched maybe a quarter of the first season. I had it on while I was doing things. Um, production values are very CW, but it seemed, like, entertaining and fun. Uh, I didn't like that most of the villains seemed to be just, like, generic mobsters. Yeah. Because I want your super villains in it. Season two, though, from reporting on it all summer because of my job, is having, like, so many DC characters are going to be on that show this Rumor's season. Rumor Deathstroke's coming. Deathstroke right? is a regular. Great. Flash is going to be in three episodes before oh. getting his own series, maybe. Oh, boy. Um, uh, Black Canary, which is why I picked this. She, another, uh, uh, the actual Black Canary is debuting in the season premiere. Um, so many other characters. Amanda Waller's going to be on it. Oh. Uh, like, it's It's crazy. Um, so I thought this would be a good opportune thing. Uh, what is everyone's history with Green Arrow? What do we know, uh, in the room? So, any Green Arrow super fans listening, this is what you're dealing with. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, he is not Robin Hood. 
but is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But basically is. Yeah. Yeah, I never really um, read anything from him or really paid much attention. Was he in the Justice League? Yeah. He was. For a while, I think. Because I only care about Martian Manhunter. Only. (laughs) 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 He's going to Dark Knight Rises, fingers crossed, as a Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Christopher Nolan, come on! No, come on! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Look at, yeah. Uh, Matt, what's your history? Um, I followed I followed Green Arrow sort of on the periphery at the newsstand in so much as when a Green Arrow comic would be on the newsstand and I would be at the Dairy Mart, which is where I would <laughs> hang out during the summers when I was in uh, grade school. Uh, I would follow it. I knew that I knew that um, he had uh, died. At one point... I was hoping you were going to say, I knew he had bows and arrows. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know he had bows and arrows. Yeah. Um, I knew that they took him down a dark path uh, in the 90s, like most comic book characters. Yeah. And then he redeemed himself uh, by stopping a bomb on a plane and died. Oh, wow. Uh, and then they introduced his son. Ah. And at that time, I was reading Grant Morrison's JLA, and they introduced his son... Is that is that the kid in here? Is Connor? It? Yeah, Connor. Because okay. he has two sons, right? He, he calls Speedy his son. Yes, right? uh, it's more yes. of his uh, yes. sort of his Robin. Yeah. Speedy's yeah. like his Robin, and they. Uh, I, I remember getting into Connor Hawk because I, I, I thought it was fascinating to have a sort of Zen superhero okay. as, as a legacy character, and then I read Kevin Smith's run on Green Arrow through the end of that, uh, through the debut of the character Onomatopoeia. Who was on Arrow season one, I do believe. Really? Yeah, I think he was in an episode. Hey, how about that? Or someone who was supposed to be him. I, I remember how I was trying to do like a five villains we want to see in Arrow season two, coming being written by a guy who has never really read Green Arrow comics and <laughs> didn't watch Arrow season one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Amazing. Wikipedia portals are like thumbs up. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Good health. It's yeah. just like, here's a quick list of all of Green Arrow's villains. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you read all of uh, Kevin Smith's run. Yeah, so Kevin's, Kevin Smith's run basically brought Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, back to the DC universe ah. from heaven. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Uh, he went to heaven? Yes. Okay. It's believed to be. Yeah. Okay. Loudmouth, loudmouth, rich liberal. Uh, we saw him, we saw his flashback in one of these issues where he was like a Oh my fucking... God, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, like insanely a dick. Like, whatever, babe. I don't have time for this. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't have time for money. your like, fertilized womb. He was like trying to like whatever. schedule in booty calls or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm with these two chicks tonight. Are you good for tomorrow? Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, oh god! Um, I have only recently read. I read Green Arrow Year One by mm-hmm. Diggle and Jock. Yeah, Andy Diggle and Jock. Uh, and I've read um, Longbow Hunters, which is by Mark Grell. Uh, yeah, so that's all I've read of Green Arrow. So that, that this is this is our base understanding. <laughs> yeah, is not that much. Um, but you guys also share uh, a love of um, uh, one of the writer's past properties. Oh. It's written by Judd Winnick. Yeah. who was a cast member on Real World San Francisco. Yeah. So excited. I'm so happy for him because I whenever somebody says it's like a thing they want to do, like I feel like every episode, every person on every season of Real World is like I want to be this. Yeah. Never fucking no. do it. Yeah. And just like end up on Real World versus Road Rules and he did it. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. He it's has So awesome. Uh I mean like Giselle from London, right? Uh-huh. That's her name or she was Giselle? 
I think so. The, yeah. the model. But she's yeah. She she's like been in some movies. And did she yeah. get Leonardo DiCaprio for a while, or it's did possible. he date the other Giselle? I didn't realize she was on real. I think that's the other Giselle. There's oh. like a Brazilian. Jacinda. Fairly... It's Jacinda, not Jacinda. Giselle. That's Got right. it. Jacinda. She was Jacinda like Australian. Barrett. Yeah. Yes. You know who else? The Miz. Yeah. 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 So pumped about that. He's probably have because like really, Jeb Jeb Winnick is in the top tier of successful real world road roll alum. Like the Absolutely. Miz is probably the most just because I mean professional wrestler, he's probably making bank. He was the yeah, WWE a little bit champion. Of yeah, he's doing good too. He's like not a jobber. He's like actually yeah. got yeah. a spot. So. Uh, which is crazy because if you look at both like Judd Winnick's season on Real World, which I just watched recently, thank you, Hulu Plus. Um, <laughs> he is a cartoonist. Like he's like a political cartoonist and uh-huh. and when he's in San Francisco he like goes in all these interviews, like trying to get his his strip syndicated and yeah. Yeah. it's it's really cool to see that. And then like yeah. he now is one of DC's like go to yeah. journeyman like work like working writers. Mm-hmm. Like he will always have a book. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's like such a success story. And, and he MTV has wife. none of those. He met <laughs> Pam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was a nurse, and they met there, and I think started dating in secret during that season. Oh, man. And got married later. Yeah. That's so great. Oh, and then Sean Duffy from from Boston is a horrible Republican senator in, in like, Wisconsin or oh, whatever. Oh, no. Right? Is that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Well, because him and Ra- like Rachel Campos, the fierce Republican from San Francisco, yep, they they're, married. they're married, and they have a ton of kids, I think. Probably. She was almost a host in The View. It Guys, I know so <laughs> much about real world alum. I wish I could remember. <laughs> I was in Philly at like a 4th of July party and there was some girl there that was on Real World and I can't remember and you're going to be so mad at me uh, but I just remember being like Was it Real World Philly? I watched that one. No, it wasn't. I think it was like Austin or something and Ooh. I was just like I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, was just like, I, know, I know you're trying to get something out yeah. of me but I'm not giving. Exactly. And I do not care. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, <laughs> so coming from uh, Judd Winnick's like Real World background I mean, can you see any of that like seeping into this Green Arrow story. Um, I Any love other? the panel where they hand out the invitations and that everybody has their responses and they're all like, nah, not gonna oh. last. And Batman yep. is so emo. He's just like, I'm not gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand him in this, uh, this run because he's just so like, I thought you were going to come to the wedding. Yeah, well, I wasn't. I'm coming to the fight. I'm not even here. Just ignore it. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, that was one of the lines I liked. Like, I didn't come for, like, I came for the fight. I thought that was a pretty... Yeah. But it's clear, like, it's, it's super clear. emo. You're right. Yeah, yeah. he's clearly yeah. saying it because he's just like, uh, I'm, I'm not here for cake, all right? He, yeah, he would... It, it, it feels like Batman should have, like... Hair like Dylan in 90210 to like pull back and be uh-huh. like, I'm here for the fight, Brenda. I'm not here for the wedding. It's amazing. There's also what the moment in um, when Connor Hawk gets uh, shot and he's in the mm. hospital and Batman is like just hanging out in the stairwell, like standing guard. Yeah. And was it Wonder Woman goes oh, out there yeah. and is like, you know, he would probably like to know that you're here. And he's like, his son just died. Was yeah. Bale goes, his son just died. Trust me, that isn't going to comfort him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> because he just lost Jason Todd. Yeah. Or he had lost Jason yeah. Todd. Yeah. But the thing is like, that's insane about that scene is he's like on a railing in the stairwell, like the crow, just fucking hanging out like perfect. <laughs> Like, whatever. Yeah. And what's going to be weirder is when they find out you're just in the stairwell, like 10 feet like, from them. Dude, it's why? fucking weird. Like, what? Dude, why did 
don't you come say hi? You are being like you so know, yeah. you know that like Oliver's gonna like take a phone call and go out in the stairwell and just see Batman there and be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. Just also stand. Down. Also just stand. Just yeah. stand on the stairs. Just get off the railing. Oh, <laughs> also, if you look weird. at the if you look at the panel, um, his wings are like his cape is spread like, out like oh, wings. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's pretty great. God, um, he's so the best. The whole thing I means. It's Green Arrow, Black Canary. So it is a it's a it's a dual lead comic book. Yeah, it's uh, sort of a family. It's like the the Arrow family because we also have. Um, uh, oh, uh, Roy's there. Roy's, Connor's there. Roy's there. Connor's that there. Girl. Uh, oh, uh, not Emmy. Mia. Maya. Yeah. Maya. Yep. Mia. Yeah. Uh, who's who is the Speedy in this one? Mm-hmm. Which is always kind of weird. Like like how Human Torch's psychic was Toro. Those don't go together. Yeah, yeah. And then like Splat <laughs> or a Green Arrow and Speedy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really, yeah. I don't get it. Guys, three things. I don't get stuff. it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so like they're all in there. Uh, and the she, whole oh god, I know that she's an HIV positive character, guys. Oh yeah, and that's Judd Winnick's like thing. <laughs> but <laughs> get it, Judd Winnick. God, you had a friend yeah. with HIV. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but when she gets to uh, the Amazon island and is just like there, oh. like she's unclean, and she's like, I hey, just because I have HIV and was oh, a prostitute, man. and I was like, I girl, wanna, whoa, oh, that yeah, was. Whoa. That, I mean, how old is she? Because I feel like if she is, like, 18, then that, I yeah. feel like that reads. <laughs> like, like, she's like, who the hell are you calling unclean stretch? Screw, wait, am I a dirty girl because I got a virus? Or is this some moral issue with my former occupation? Yes. By the way, the hooking and contracting the HIV were sort of linked to the trying to survive. Which... <laughs> I love, it's a whole it's crazy. page. She's, I love yeah, it. She's got a tire. I, I do like that everyone is sort of like, all right, chill. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep it in the Damn. book. Okay, we're yeah. just saying we're not going to sleep with you. That's yeah. it. Like, we were just saying, like, don't fuck that one. Jeez. Take a damn deep breath, lady. God. God. I, if she is, I imagine she is an 18 or 19 year old, and I could totally see an 18 year old person, like, yeah. totally like, hey, I spent the day on Tumblr, and I am really cut up on social issues, and I got thoughts. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to give them to you right now. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to drop my thoughts on you and give you some sass, Mac. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so everybody's there. Everybody's there because of the wedding. Uh, yeah, and they decide. That I, it seems like it's uh, Black Canary's idea, Dinah's idea, to do it. Everybody come in costume because yeah. they are very much. Um, and I think this has been established throughout their uh, most of their existences that they are primarily people whose friends are all superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of this struck me as a little weird, though, because, of course, later on, their wedding's interrupted because, like, they fucking find out all the superheroes are in one place, and I don't understand why that wasn't the first thing they thought was going to happen. Like, I knew the second they started sending out invitations, I was like, well, kill them all. Like, that's a perfect place to do that. (laughs) Well, and also, I mean, every single, this happens at every superhero wedding. I bought a a trade paperback of all the Marvel, like, Marvel Weddings trade paperback. First of all, if you want to crash courses in the 60s and 70s misogyny, go to that. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the thing that I will say is kind of good about this issue, is that when the wedding, like, when the fight happens... When when uh, when bad guys attack Mister Fantastic and Invisible Woman's wedding, they're like Invisible Woman's like I'll turn invisible and hide, oh, and she geez. doesn't do anything. What? Uh, but in this, like Black Canary is wearing her like totally banging, uh, <laughs> like all white version of her costume with a veil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when she goes down, like she is, she's Black Canary. She's yeah. mixing. Oh, it she's up. the first one in my it. fucking wedding ring. Yeah. yeah. Well, she tears off her uh, her train or whatever. Like, what's that? What it's called? Um, uh, yeah. 
her. Yeah, yeah she just like rips butt that skirt. off. It's called a butt skirt. A butt skirt. Yeah, yeah. Her butt skirt. She just rips it off. Um, and then she it just goes to town. But then she also does like dive after her wedding ring. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. I, I, being, I would probably yeah. do that too. I'm a sentimentalist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I don't understand wedding issues. Because I don't understand oh. weddings. So sure. there's that. Oh, in in but, like a larger society. In the larger context. sense, don't really get it. And then in the smaller <laughs> sense, I don't understand. Because tying back into our sexism conversation with video games, I don't understand who they're for. Because typically, comics are yeah. not out to like attract ladies. So yeah. is it for dudes? I don't really get. They're like, we need a wedding, guys. I feel like, I mean, in the in the wider sense, in the, if in the. Um... If you have the mindset of, like, comic books are just stories for people, there is gender neutral, which, your fingers crossed, pray, praise to God they are. Like, <laughs> let's just tell stories that all people can enjoy, yeah. and weddings are another story you tell. Um, but that is true. Like, in the 60s, in the, in the sexist, misogynist 60s, yeah. why was there any wedding? Like, what yeah. eight-year-old boy was like, oh, great, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman are getting married. Yay! <laughs> Unless it's, like, the, the, um, the Actually, ex-ring-bearer crowd. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like gunning for. Yeah. It was probably still for sexist reasons then, because they were like, well, we can't have them dating without them being married. Oh, okay. yeah. It's oh, yeah. also probably true. Yeah, it's like, they like... couldn't even hardly kiss. Yeah. Let's let's dive into that for a second. These these are some God, sexually guys, active. They are the going to pound pages. Town on, like, Yeah, the I was like, page. what are you saying me? Yeah. <laughs> there were so many times during these five issues where I was like, can they do that? <laughs> like, what? You know... I would not be if if I were to put on my cynical marketing cap, um, because this is sort of like a family or family oriented book, like revolving around the Arrow family, and it is specifically kicked off by a wedding. Um, we have Amanda Con- uh, Amanda Connor and then Cliff Chang on art, who I it, all of this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. By the way, the entire yes. run is absolutely gorgeous, but. Um, Two people who are Cliff Chang known very much for his design sense and his portrayal of women not as like sex objects but as just um, everyone's beautiful in his books. Yeah. And Amanda Connor, who is well known for drawing uh, strong, beautiful women, and also the number one female artist in the business. Yeah, yeah. like I can't help but wonder if the, they specifically put them on these books for that reason. That oh. We could try to draw in the the female fan crowd by saying like this is the art team that we've put with this story. So yeah, like, this is Greg Land. This is Greg Horn. Like if we're getting like one of those like porn dog artists uh, on this book. Oh, oh my, my gosh! God. Can you imagine how crazy this book would have been if it was drawn by an early '90s like image Ugh. artist or something? Oh Ugh. man, <laughs> I feel like only Amanda Connor could pull off the wedding outfit that Black Canary has and not make it seem like yeah, it is. Yeah, I actually thought that because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, fishnets. But then I looked at it and I was like, no, you know what? That's what she fine. wears. Yeah, That's it's what she yeah. wears. It looks fine. It's like not, yeah. And as I, I mean, this was this came up in at Heroes Conner in the Captain Marvel panel where they were talking about Carol Danvers and her old like black bathing suit costume uh compared to her new, like, military-looking uh, yeah. dress uniform. And there was, like, Kelly Sue pointed out, like, or someone there pointed out, it never felt like when Carol was wearing that bathing suit, like, her character is very, like, strict by the book, like, hard-nosed. Mm-hmm. She would never choose to be revealing that much skin. Yeah. She's yeah, more yeah. efficient-minded. Yeah. Um, and then I think, like, I get the sense from Black Canary from this book that she would totally choose to wear yeah. fishnets. I mean, she's a free-spirit, 
mm-hmm. a competent, you know, doesn't give a fuck woman. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that. I, so when I, when she get when she wears that at her wedding, I'm like, yeah, she would wear that. I also love that there's a male strip club. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty. I great. was like, oh my god, I want to go there. <laughs> I want to go so to there. Yeah. Oh, um, I love that. I, I I do love. There's there's a fun setup where Ollie says he's glad they're. Uh, they're going out for his bachelor party, but they're not going to do the stripper thing. And Hal Jordan has to break off and walk a into room the... full of ladies, <laughs> room yeah. full of strippers, dressed like supervillains, which is like, what's that fetish, superheroes? Yeah, yeah that's weird. <laughs> what would that equate to? In real life, like if you were married to, I guess if you were like married to a nurse, but then you like went and saw stripper nurses. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, if you saw nah. like stripper junkies, because like you're yeah. they're superheroes and they're wanting to watch their opposition strip. Yeah. So if you're like, I don't know, what's the... What if like you're like a comedian and you like go to see like someone dressed as Tina Fey? <laughs> yeah. No, but it'd have to be the opposite of Tina oh, Fey. Oh, it'd have to be the opposite of Tina like Fey. Maybe like a Big Bang Theory person. Or, or, or like no. Jay Leno. Like yeah. you want to watch a Jay, <laughs> Jay Leno strip. <laughs> oh lord. Because like in theory, well I guess like they don't want to go see women dressed like their friends strip. Yeah. That'd be weird. But does does the DC universe not have fictional superheroines that they could like shouldn't these be like the Marvel women? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's fair. I just find it weird to be like getting all like getting hard watching a woman dress like Harley Quinn strip when you probably just put Harley Quinn in Arkham like yeah. the previous week. I don't know. It's, yeah. 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 The, what's also weird is like they're in almost entirely in a world where everyone is just dressed like a superhero, superhero or not. Like at their wedding, they're dressed like superheroes. Yeah, at the strip club, they're dressed yeah. like superheroes. They're like, oh man. There's a really great butt shot on that page at the male strip club where it's just like a butt shot of a dude with a $5 bill coming out and like, you can see the like hair on his thighs. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that in a comic before. <laughs> Zaytana uh, oh, yeah. yelling, take it off, baby, backwards, which, which means her- that he's probably going to take it off. Maybe everything, because that's her. Yeah, it's, it's her spell. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's really. I don't know. It's it's a fun issue. Um, yeah, and it winds up. It, it winds up with uh, them about to consummate their marriage after Deathstroke has led an attack on mm-hmm. the wedding, and Ollie attacking Dinah to the point that she has to kill him. She yeah. sticks an arrow yeah. in his neck. Again, I was reading this issue on the subway, and the page of Black Canary in her lingerie. It's like super. I'm yeah. like, I felt really like, weird ah! reading it. Also, yeah. that's where I wrote down the note. Uh, where do you get superhero lingerie? Like, first Great off, question. where do they get their costumes? But then, where do you get the lingerie when you're not wearing your costume when your costume's already lingerie? Oh yeah, like she could just she, be wearing her costume. Yeah. At yeah. That point. But <laughs> it's this is like almost more complicated than her costume. Yeah. It's like weird garter belt, mm-hmm. uh, craziness, and then Clint's just wearing, or then uh, Oliver's just wearing boxers. Which, as a gay man, like, come on, give me, come on, he's got to, <laughs> he's got to spice it up some too. Okay, yeah. that's yep. what I'm saying. Uh, what if so, he's waited this long because they weren't you... going to have sex before their wedding, guys. Right, right. They I'm were about to go at it. it at the beginning, and then Dinah asks him to wait until after they, uh, after they're actually. This married. is a very real world thing. Let's bring, let's bring it back to Judd Winnick for a second. Like, okay. real world was all about like frank discussions of sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this like first issue, like then. The, the fact that they have a sex life that they then discuss is yeah. kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really seen that. I've seen, like, relationship discussions, yeah. but never, like, ground rules and when we have sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, very yeah. interesting. That, which, is, I feel like, I don't know, there's, there's the, uh, the thing of um, comic books, for some reason, because of the comics code, which I'm assuming these, this is after the comics code folded. 
Uh, oh yeah, this is yeah. 2007. Like yeah. everyone stopped. So but by, because like, the before. comics code, like comic books couldn't do things that just like prime time sitcoms could do. Like no. comics couldn't say like bitch, anything worse than damn or hell for the majority of. Yeah. Up until, like, the early 2000s. So the fact that they actually, I think, say, like, bitch, maybe bastard in well, this yeah, as well. Like... Even, well, that's what was I thought was weird, because they definitely say bitch, but then, like, I think shit was, like, yeah, like, whatever they you still, call it, like, I still put it, like, in, um, out. in like, <laughs> network TV rules, <laughs> where it's, yeah. like, shit and fuck are, like, can't say those in an all ages comic. But, like, if, I feel like if you can if you can hear those words at 8 p.m. on a network, they yeah. should be in comic books, and they yeah. weren't for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, here's a question. You said you want to see more from Ollie. You're your art designer now. So, uh, what what are you looking for when Di- Dinah comes in the room? And tinier briefs, just tiny briefs. Yeah, tiny briefs. Because okay, because like Dinah is not wearing a thing that she would normally wear to sleep in. Okay, <laughs> Dinah is wearing. Yeah. I mean, she might, and I don't mean to judge. And she <laughs> does choose to wear all yeah, of yeah. that. That's a very. There's like probably like metal metal like. Ringlets and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not. Don't sleep that in there. Like so I feel like if she's gotten dressed up for the occasion, Ollie should too. Because I'm imagining he probably wears green boxers under everything. Yeah. Except for that superhero costume because it's fucking spandex. Even if he just had the little like green speedo from his from his thing, that would be yeah. better. Was... I want just a sheet on a dick. Just a sheet. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh man, Ollie's wearing a tent pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she kills Ollie. Yeah. Uh, which is like. And then the, the last page of issue one is like, holy, holy expl- expletive. Mm-hmm. Better check out the new Green Arrow Black Canary series starting next month. Which I wonder, they they had already solicited that, I imagine. Oh, yeah. We already know Absolutely. Um, and then we get into the, the Amazonian three-parter. Um, and of the first three issues of uh, Green Arrow Black Canary, the ongoing, with Cliff Chang now on art. So here's a question. Um... I, I'm curious as to how you guys felt about the fact that, um, and this is supposed to be the first issue of a new series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But immediately we are thrown into the throes of the DC universe, like Batman and Dr. Midnight. We're, we're already introduced to a large cast of superheroes outside of the people that are supposed to be the main cast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of felt that about the whole arc is that it wasn't really... I don't know. I mean, we'll get to what happens later, but it just didn't even really seem about them yeah. as much as it could. Which I don't know how I feel. Like, it's probably better for the best, because them, like, shopping at Ikea would be weird. But... Sure. Oh, man, but that'd be pretty great. <laughs> be pretty great. I want to see that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, them deciding on dinner would be something fun. Yeah. But yeah, because it's like, he's not there, and then when he is there, then his son's not there, and it's just like this whole to-do, and it's not really... I don't know. It is very, um, as I was telling the matter earlier, it feels, I, I really, I, to spoiler alert, I really enjoyed reading these because it felt like comics I read when I was a kid. Like, it, it, uh, with a lot more, like, sex and cursing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was trying to do more than it was, which mm-hmm. if you read a lot of writers, like, they're really trying, they're trying to get a point across. Yeah. In a good way. Like, that doesn't mean a bad thing. But, like, Joe Winnick, I feel like, is just telling a superhero story. And it doesn't feel particularly, like, surprising or all that exciting. But it still is just, like, fun. Yeah. I, like, I still was like, ah, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. People are, like, being witty. The art is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some fun, there are some fun character moments throughout it. Uh, I was disappointed that they had to take 
canary as dark as they did for the Amazon arc. I understand it character development wise. Like, yeah. obviously, she's convinced that uh, the man she killed isn't her husband. Yeah. She can't explain why. She just knows that it's not him, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, we lose we lose the sort of punchy, free spirited canary that we had throughout the wedding special yeah. immediately. Yeah. Because there's like a there's like a couple months pass between the first and second part. Yes. Um, so she's gone full on like like trying to solve this mystery. The page in the first issue of her over Ollie's fake Ollie's body, like Cliff Chang. Folly. Yeah, Folly's body. <laughs> Foley. Foley. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great. Like the way her hands are on that glass, mm -hmm. uh, with like this, the fingers look so tight and stressed, and like the way her head is hung in shadow. Like Cliff Chang is. God, he's just so so good. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff Chang is a master. I absolutely love his style and his shot composition for every page is just phenomenal. Like he he's a master of like body language and of facial uh, facial expressions too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just skimming through this Green Lantern Black Canary fight, and they're just, it's like, I don't have to read the words. Like, I know exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Which is, again, like, not a thing that a, a lot of popular comic artists can't really do. Well, there's sometimes I'll read comics where, like, also the writing won't be great, and I'll just be like, I don't know what you meant by that. I can't tell by your face, and yeah. I can't tell by your vague yeah. language, so I guess pissed? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's always pissed or yeah. laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad emo Batman is back to be like, uh, I believe you. Yeah. Yes. But only because it's an unpopular opinion and I, I like unpopular opinions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't follow mainstream trends. Oh, just... <laughs> I know it's his DNA. God. Oh, uh, I was just out buying some more Pantene for my hair. back. <laughs> It's um, amazing. I do have to say, I really liked, um, you know, we, so all of these superheroes are in the story. That's just, you know, that's how it is. But in having them in the story, I loved the autopsy that Batman and Dr. Midnight perform. Like, it's accurate and it's it's showing the skills that these superheroes have that aren't necessarily beating people up or, yeah. <laughs> you know, these guys, these are yeah. the smart guys. Yeah. You know? And that chainsaw gag is pretty great. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, unless I that murdered the man I love on our wedding night by stabbing him in the throat, unless you're going to chop his body up and run it through a food processor, I think I can handle it. <laughs> Cut to Batman holding the the bone saw up and starting it, and Doctor Midnight saying, "Well, the thing is, that's almost exactly what we're going to do." <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, that's like Joe Manis, like channeling Puck right there. Like badass doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Puck don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, well, I loved all the humor. Um, yeah. When we get to, they eventually like realize like, oh, this is a thing from Themis, Themis, Themisiria, Themisiria, Themtown, and they go there. Do we want? Which is where we get the next couple of issues. So like, what is everyone's thoughts on the Amazons and how they're portrayed? In, in the next three issues. Man, I've always liked them, and they seemed like a bunch of crazies. Just a bunch of crazy bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. really understand what was happening. They they wanted, they wanted framed uh, Oliver's death in order to drive Black Canary to the island in order to recruit her to train the Furies, the Amazonian yeah. Furies, because Black Canary's a badass fighter, and she, you know, has palled around with Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. That's the that's like the whole that's like one of the whole. Point. Well, there's who's the, the old lady? 
Because, oh, like, all of it seems... There's that thing they didn't explain at all. Yeah. yeah. So that is Granny Goodness. She is... Uh, there, there's a... There's a cosmic bad guy named Darkseid in the DC universe, mm-hmm. um, and he he's like this like evil god. And Granny Goodness is one of his uh, one of his assistants, more yeah. or less, um, another one of the gods on that uh, on that planet. And she very clearly has some sort of machinations on Earth, and they had to do. With replacing the uh, the leader of the Amazons. Now, another thing that isn't explained in this story, it's uh, cursorily mentioned, but um, about four months prior to the start of this storyline, there was a crossover called War of the Amazons? Amazons Attack? Um, something like that, that had to do with uh, the the Amazonian women invading the world of man to mm. overthrow like the the capital. I never read it, so I don't one hundred percent understand what happened in it. I know that people didn't look on it fondly when it came out. Well, I feel like people. I mean, this has also happened recently with the Brian Azzarello Wonder Woman run that Cliff Chang is the artist on, <clears throat> where Brian Azzarello. It's been a while since I've read the issue, but people are diehard Wonder Woman fans are livid about it. And have dropped the book because Brian Azzarello said that men are actually born onto Themyscira, this the island of Amazons, and boys that are born there are either like sold into slavery or killed mm-hmm. because it's an island of powerful, strong women. Yeah, uh, which uh, diehard Wonder Woman fans were pissed because like it's a peaceful island of peaceful women. Why do we have this undercurrent of death and slavery? Yeah, and so I would totally understand why people wouldn't like that storyline. Or maybe even this one. Like, I'm wondering what Wonder Woman fans think of this storyline. Because they don't come off that hot. No, the whole thing was weird. And then when uh, Granny Goodness showed up, I was like, oh, okay. So it wasn't really what was happening. But then now what is happening? (laughs) Like, what? Like, I don't understand. And in true comic book fashion, we don't find out for the next two issues. It's probably, I think it's later on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So those are the sort of things, I think, you know, a thing that we try to do with our show is, you know talk about the accessibility of comics to um, to people who may not have as much experience with them or or people that don't have any experience with them. Um, I'm glad that we read this with you because you do have some experience so you could kind of pick it up within the flow. Um, I feel like if a new reader were to pick this series up, they'd be kind of lost. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, I don't know, like the fact that the first issue is really a wedding special. Yeah. It's like kind of... <laughs> I don't know, like a trick? Because, oh, black, Green Arrow, Black Canary number one. I'll pick that up. Oh, wait, well, they're already, what happened? They're what? already doing something. Oh, yeah. No. Like, they do a good job of recapping it. Yeah. Um, and you should have known that the wedding special was coming out, readers in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that, I do like that we are able to, uh, we're able to see badass Dinah come back out like yeah. she does, she does still assert herself, though she's you know semi mourning or brooding. Yeah. Um, not Batman still... level brooding. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's not pushing the hair out of her eyes. Oh god! Ah, <laughs> no one could brood like me. My parents <sighs> die. Um, uh, the a lot of the sort of humor in the book falls on Ollie's escapes or attempted escapes. Yeah. Um, in in uh, in the story, but we we still get to see her assert her dominance 
and her intelligence over yeah. the uh, the Amazonians that she comes into contact with. To wrap it into video games, mm-hmm. I watched the entire um, women and women versus tropes in video games series, oh, yeah. the damsel in distress, like that whole mm-hmm. fan fantastic uh, web series. Please watch it. Um, applying that to this, it is interesting that it's Oliver Queen yeah. who is damned in distress or whatever, like damsel. Mm-hmm. Like he's the one that is captured and kidnapped yeah. and. Dinah's the one that has to lead the charge. Like, do you, uh, I don't know, did that come across your mind? Come across yeah, your mind well, it's weird because <laughs> that part is great, but then he's captured on an island of women who replaced the shitty dudes and are, like, shitty women. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's like, tempered by that. It's yeah. like, oh, well, we have this awesome lady character, which I guess makes it very equal. It's like, oh, there's an awesome lady and there's some shitty ladies, and now we're all everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, it was like, oh, I don't know how to feel. And different women, too. Like, they're, like, her and Speedy are very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Speedy. Yeah. Just because uh, just I have HIV. <laughs> All yeah. right, girl. <clears throat> Look, um, I'm not going to jump in your arena and fight your women just because I have HIV. <laughs> There's a really great moment where, like, they're waiting for the signal from Connor and Ollie to, like, spring the, spring the like, getaway mm-hmm. while Dinah is fighting in the arena and Speedy is watching... And she's just like, I need to go. Can I go? I gotta go pee. And they're like, you will use this chamber pot. Yeah, piss in like, a pot. Oh, yeah. No. Ugh. I didn't understand, though, when they do get the signal that they're like, awesome, we're gonna go because we've captured, uh, we got Green Hour back and we're going on the boat. Don't chase us. Like, they like, wouldn't you just sneak out so you give yourself yeah. a better head start? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. understand why they're announcing, like, got him. I think I guess, it's very weird. I guess, okay, let's think. Um... The, the whole plan was they wanted to get back to that boat, mm-hmm. but I feel like they would never... They had to get a signal from Ollie and Connor that they're back at the boat so that Dinah and Maya know to even leave... Know right. to even begin to leave, so they need a signal. And they don't have any other way to contact each other. So I guess a flare would be the only way. I mean... Yeah. It's kind of one of those things, like, I wish they put that in there, like, a flare? Are you sure? Everyone's gonna know. Like, yeah. I, what are the other options? What can we do? Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a thing that I wish, every time people have plot holes with things, I kind of always wish the filmmaker would just put in that scene of the characters be like, what are the options? Well, because there's a really funny part earlier where Connor's like, oh, it's just us. And Oliver's like, are you shitting me? And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we were just gonna be sneaky. You, put, and then you, they got you, you brought three people yeah. onto an island. island. Yeah. yeah. An island of uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, so the plan was to to be sneaky and then then just not be sneaky at the end of it be sneaky yeah. 80% of the time <laughs> yeah and, and then, then just run run <laughs> 80% sneak activate um I wrote down we skipped uh earlier when she yeah. finds out what happens uh, and then she's I guess she's kind of explaining it or I don't know when this part comes up but I wrote down I can't believe boner trouble is a plot device because oh, the explanation yeah. Oh, yeah. for why <laughs> Uh, I think the I, I think fake that, Oliver attacked her was that he had boner trouble. Yeah, yeah. I think he it, wasn't, it's, the, it's, it's right here where we were, actually. It's so crazy to me. Yep. Well, he wasn't going to be able to fuck you, so he kind of freaked out. <laughs> he killed He tried to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so weird. That's another thing where I was like, there has to be more going on in this story, because that is just not believable to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems... It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It seems like uh, uh It definitely seems like a... Uh, well, okay, I don't buy. I don't buy that rationale yeah, or that like motivation. Yeah. Why did he, hear the real story? Why did every man even take the job? I don't... <laughs> well, maybe unless... it's like maybe it'll happen. She's pretty hot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. just like any man, he doesn't want to talk about his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll just take the money. Well, because there was also something else weird about his plot. Because when they were talking about 
uh, should we tell them the real secret plan? He was supposed to do something else, and then he right. decided. I don't remember. Like, I don't. He was so supposed to he was, kill himself. That's he was what supposed it was. to live for a month and then, and then fake kill his himself. death. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. You know, it's it's interesting too that like, um, maybe maybe it's a commentary, you guys. Maybe it's a commentary <laughs> on how men refuse to talk about their problems. <laughs> I think so. That's, that's what it is. Boner trouble. You know, I've I wish got... they would have titled this episode "Boner Trouble." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his name's Green Arrow, not Green Erection. No, yeah. no. Nah. I love that Black Canary's like makes sense. I would have known then. And yeah, yeah. Like, I okay. am hot business, and <laughs> he would have wanted some of this action. It's crazy. Um, at the end of the at the end of the Amazonian arc, we get a new Green Arrow costume. Looks like it was designed by Cliff Chang. Uh, and I love this. I love that costume, by the way. The yeah. G on that. It's yep. very classic looking. It's very classic. It's simple. Um, seems functional, and yeah. it's streamlined. Yeah. You know, um, they they say that they say that the good test of a of a superhero costume design is if you can recognize just the silhouette. And I feel like mm. I could immediately recognize that silhouette yeah. as Green Arrow. You got the quiver. You got the quiver in the back and a hood. Well, yeah. Those are. I mean, this is almost what he wears on Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Except no underwear on the outside of his pants. Because of the, our whole country's obsession with repressing male sexuality, I wrote a whole article about this. Oh boy! What does he wear then? <laughs> uh, he just wears like leather pants. Oh, all right. Yeah, and all right. But the cool thing about Arrow though is, let's talk about Arrow the TV show for a second. <laughs> is that they are super aware of either their gay audience or their female audience because they play up the hot shirtless dudes. All the time. <laughs> like, the iconic photos A lot of guys hanging from, dong. Yeah. 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 The first, the, the iconic photos from season one were all of Stephen Amell, Arrow, like, shirtless with, like, all these, like, bruises. And so for all the season two promo photos, is literally every guy in the cast shirtless. That's awesome. I guess, like, a black background with, like, green steam. If I had to think of who CW thinks their demographic is, I would assume it's gays and ladies. Yeah. I think they're yeah. just like, that's what we got. Yeah. So, so run with it. Comic fans, I'm sorry. You're going to have to put up with this. We've wrapped up the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, comic fans, you get your fill of, you know, kind of sexist art in your comic books. Come to TV. We're going to yeah. show you how the other half lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Uh, I think I'm going to contradict an earlier point that I made about this not being completely accessible to uh, new readers, and say that in issue four, when we are uh, when we're all sort of dealing with the aftermath of Connor being shot, um, I like the I do like as a comic book fan, I like the integration of the DC universe where they're on a boat in the middle of the ocean and oh. Green Arrow oh, has no other idea of how to help his son and he screams, so great. Wasn't Clark! That great? Wasn't that awesome. the best moment in Man of Steel that didn't happen in Man of Steel? Like, yeah. that is what you want from a Superman story and it's yeah. in a fucking issue of Green Arrow Black Canary. Yep. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, he hears nearly everything. <clears throat> the trick is to filter out and find what's important, to choose where he needs to be, and now, among the great vast din, within the chaotic chorus that is the song of planet Earth, he hears a familiar voice, but with an unfamiliar tone. And we have a panel transition between those of Clark at work at the Daily Planet, and then when you flip the page, the next panel is Superman racing Already across there. the ocean. Yeah. Can we just talk about that fucking panel? That, like, Cliff Chang gets one panel to basically distill all of Superman into a nutshell, and it's yeah. all in this, of, like... Clark Kent at his desk, looking up 
Like, someone needs me. He has a Smallville mug on his desk. <laughs> Lois is over that. his shoulder. And Lois is, like, focused. Like, a story is happening. She is intense. Like, she's getting this done. And then behind them is Perry yelling at Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all right there. Yeah. Why does he still have a job? Why is he still working? <laughs> That's a great question. I thought about that because I was watching uh, Indiana Jones uh-huh. and uh, the Holy Grail. And... <laughs> There, in the very beginning, he's like on the boat and it explodes and he's in the ocean and he almost dies. Next scene, he's just back at school, just being like, Here, guys, you got a quiz Monday. Like, yeah. it's just so <laughs> insane to me. How have you balanced that life? Yeah, like... does anyone else have a real job in this universe? Um, I mean, Bruce I mean, I know Wayne people sort do, of has but... a job. He's a super rich person. Well, yeah. yeah, he's just rich. His job is that he gives other people Parties. jobs. You know, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a martyr complex. I think Superman has a martyr complex. Yeah. He's. He needs to have a, a job so that he can feel bad about something. Well, I guess my bigger question is, how does he still have a job if he's always leaving <laughs> it to go save people? Good uh, Gotta go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you've been taking a lot of sick days lately. You piss a lot, guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, you can't keep using the toilet. Look, if you've got, like, regularity problems, like, if you need to see my col- have yeah. a colonoscopy. It's like an IBS thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have Crohn's disease. <laughs> Superman has Crohn's disease. Um, I have to say, too, I, guys, I don't care about Connor. I don't care. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't. I well, mean, I... The fifth oh. issue is where we basically get, um, with art by Andre Coelho. Coelho? Yeah. Is, is his name. Um, we get basically the, the Connor and Oliver story, because Connor has been shot, he's in the hospital, um, Green Lantern has just told him that he's brain dead, he's told Green Arrow that he's brain dead, um, so what's your problem? What is your fucking problem with Connor? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I don't know. Like, that's kind of the, my point where we were talking about uh, a Black Canary Green Arrow story, and then it's just his son in the hospital for the last couple issues of this arc. I was just like, ugh. And then when she's like, I love you so much more now, I'd be like, I'm fucking out of here. Like, I'm not going to sit in the hospital with you nonstop. I, I also, like, I because I didn't know anything about this, I had no idea if Connor was actually his kid, because he was calling Speedy his son. I was like, I know yeah. Speedy isn't his son. Yeah. So is this kid actually his son? How old is Oliver Queen? Yeah. And we find on this issue that he had Con he followed Connor when he was hopefully eighteen. Hopefully twenty one. He was going to all those clubs. Oh, he was um I, I think when we see him in that flashback, he is twenty douche years old. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's just because crazy. he is a dick. What a douche. Oh gosh, yeah. yes, okay. The mother Connor's mother comes up to him at the club. And he's, like, already macking on two ladies whose boobs are pressed up against each other. In a line. He's, like, not in the club yet. Yeah. In yeah. daylight, too. It looks like it's daylight. Um, and he, she comes up and he says, I'm pregnant. Did you hear me? And he says, paternity test. What? I vote you get rid of it. But if you have to have it, paternity test. Fucking nuts! Like, yeah. what? Yeah, like... What? Again, Dude. I can't imagine... I also can't believe that an abortion reference was slipped into... A com- I mean, yeah. great. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm shocked. How dare they? I'm like, this is, I'm glad this stuff happens. Yeah. It's just comic books have disappointed me <laughs> a lot. Yeah. That I'm surprised that this happened. Yeah, it is pretty <clears throat> insane. I, I, I was just like, I get your dick, but man, you're a super dick. Okay, does happen. Like, um, at this point, you've read, like, five issues of him as, like, as a superhero. So how yeah. did that shade um, this? Well, I kind of knew, uh, like, that's why I'm surprised I haven't read more of Green Hour, because I've always been a huge Tony Stark fan, and it's kind of the same thing, where I oh, always yeah. assumed, like, it was pretty clear that he was, like, sassy and, like, a playboy, <laughs> but that made it, like, 
that was just insane. Like, that's just, like, a weird character version of how you'd be a dick. Like, yeah. I think before he said abortion, you'd be like, well, how do you know it's mine? Like, that would be a normal yeah. question for somebody to ask. He goes, paternity, paternity test. Paternity test. What? I thought you have an abortion. And then a paternity Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's whoa. no, like, are you sure? Or I don't even know you. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, man, dude. And then he's just like, here's some money. Peace. Like, gotta <laughs> go. Not oh. gonna stop my fun. Yeah, but that's why, uh, uh, for Black Canary, I'd just be like, whoa, dude, you're a terrible father, and now you're a father, and we just got married, and what the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. I have I mean, well, not sure signed up for this. They, How long have they been a couple? I mean, Black they were, Canary and Green yeah. Arrow? I mean, in Longboat Hunters, which is set in the future, they're a married couple, and are contemplating having kids together. Yeah. And that was like 87 or something. So yeah, I think they'd been together at that point for a few years. Like, I, I think that they put them together in the 80s at okay. some point, if I'm not mistaken. Um, They're saying it's a weird thing that both Marvel and DC have archers paired with bird-themed women because yep. Hawkeye's mm. wife was Mockingbird. That's true. Who's also a blonde martial arts expert. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's, this well, is almost a black... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so, trying to think of something with, like, arrows fly and she fly, but they don't fly. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like... Woods things. Oh, man. We get this... Batman at the hospital. God. We, get this, uh, <laughs> we get this flashback to Batman recounting... Oh, that's the best. It's the best. We're, like... <clears throat> we're, um... We're, we're Green Arrow has to basically tell Batman, like, you know, Robin's your son. Yeah. Like, was, like... He... He's more than a son. Yeah. yeah. He's more than a son. He's more than a son, Brenda. He's a friend. <laughs> you but then, know. But then it's funny because, like, because of that, like, late... Like, that... It's weird because, like, bookend, like, that is why Batman uh, knows what it's like to have a son die is because Oliver Queen a long time ago told him that Robin is his son. So then when that Robin died, Batman now understands what it's like to have a son get hurt. So that when Oliver's son gets hurt in these stories, it's like, whoa, that's kind of cool. What's weird when uh, when Batman is saying, like, it's not, it's not my son, is, like, it just speaks to what I've always felt like Robin was. It was just, like, a dude he was fucking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, yeah, uh, don't call him my son, okay? Because it, like, ruins it. it yeah, Jeez. it's real creepy. I do love that there is a whole Wikipedia entry dedicated to the homosexual interpretation of Batman and Robin. Yeah. I don't know if always think it, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that is kind of the deal. Like, I loved how they seem super close. <laughs> and that's fine. As long as, as long as Robin is of age. Yeah. That's the only creepy thing. Yeah. Well, actually, what I think it is, is like Celine Dion and her manager. Where I think oh, yeah. it was like this young kid he took under his wing and then later was like, oh, you're a man now. Oh, oh hello, you. I don't know how I feel about Celine Dion and her creepy manager either, though. Uh, she was just on Ellen well, talking about Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Renee. 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 Yeah, Renee. I also, yeah, he looks like Santa Claus. From yeah. From behind the music. But she had been working with him since she was like 13. Well, same thing with Shania Twain, too, I yeah. think. Right? Like her, was it Mutt Lang? Like, that was also uh, her like producer yeah. that they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutt Lang was, uh, was already like a very... He produced uh, ACDC Back in Black. Yeah. Like, that was... Yikes. Um, major... But I always thought that was Batman's deal. He was just like, hey, little boy. Oh, you're a man now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, the final issue of the, of the arc ends with them deciding to get, um, like, married again because in too super a fashion, a shapeshifter had been legally married to <laughs> Black Canary. Yep. Um, so they get married in civilian clothes. They learn their lesson. Keep it, you know, simple. 
happy ending, and then they go back to their uh, to the hospital or their apartment or some oh weird boy. place with brown walls. And Connor's gone because it's a comic book, and like crazy, like nothing good can happen. Yeah, that's. I, I will say that reading the wedding special and then getting into it, it was sort of the same thing. Where like, if the promise of the series is in the wedding special, right, mm-hmm. and you get all this fun comedy, and then it ends on this death cliffhanger, we we wind up we don't really get. The promise there, because the first three issues were separated from Ollie, yeah. and we're to assume he was dead, and then we have to rescue him, and then immediately after, we have to deal with the tragedy of Connor Hawk dying, yeah. and I feel like, and maybe it's me being older, I don't know, but I feel like those major plot twists aren't even necessary. Like, isn't there enough inherent drama in the idea that Oh, here I am with my estranged son, and I am my new wife, and my ward is always hanging around. And this weird HIV HIV positive girl. So horrible (laughs) that we've now labeled her as the HIV. (laughs) I feel really bad. Well, she labeled herself. She she was like, "Hey, (laughs) but what a motley crew!" I feel like Judd Winnick is a talented enough writer that he could have. I feel like we could have eked so much drama out of that through enough drama. In San Francisco, <laughs> if he's gonna do drama, it's gonna be this kind but, with deaths. He doesn't want uh, it hurts too much. But that's the thing. <laughs> this is almost like a, a real world cast, yeah, right? Like it really is. It, they're so yep. disparate, and I love the idea of this disparate, uh, yeah, ragtag group coming together as a family. That's what I mean when I said I don't care about Connor. Like that's not the story I want to hear. Like yeah. I don't. Here. <laughs> this is kind of like how in Friday Night Lights season two they try to shoehorn in a murder subplot. Oh my god, oh boy. that was crazy! Yeah. I almost stopped watching because of that. Because yeah, like, nah, and it gets better. Nah. It gets so it, it gets, gets great. Yeah. It gets the best. Yeah, but it is like that. Like I came here to watch a heartfelt, realistic, interpersonal drama that is totally believable. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see a cover up a murder subplot. Let me yeah. resolve the Friday Night Lights plot for you. Mm-hmm. That was taught. I know. Yeah. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, I oh, like, he is a murderer. I don't yeah. like knowing that, like, Todd is hiding under Landry the entire time. I don't like Oh, that. boy. Well, I, like I think that. it's just that they look similar and, yeah. Twins. It was... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I, good on that guy for getting so many roles because, yeah, how? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great job, Jesse Plemons. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I mean, that brings us to the end of the uh discussion. I do believe. Do we have any final thoughts? Like, what, what were the takeaways? What did you enjoy? Yeah, let's go around. What were your, what were your final thoughts, your final feels? And also, would you be interested in reading issue number six? Yeah, I. It's weird because I enjoyed reading it. I read them all really quickly. I thought it was good story, good art, but I don't feel like I got the Black Canary, Green Arrow story that was promised to me. And also weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, I say weddings. Fuck yeah, I love them. Oh yeah, you should check out Brett's Tumblr. Fuck yeah, wedding. With a whole bunch of A's and H's and a whole wedding. (laughs) Wedding. And yeah, I, I, I would definitely, I want, I would like to keep reading this, uh, just because it just reminds me of reading comics when I was a kid with a bit more of an adult twist. Um, and I think I like Black Canary, but yeah, like like you said, I feel like her story gets kind of lost after they get off of Amazon Island. Yeah, yeah, and that that to me was the only frustrating part of reading this is I, 
you know, and maybe maybe it's my own shortcoming of having these expectations going into the story, but I was really hoping for of uh, uh, the the Arrow family yeah. story, all of the dysfunction inherent in it. I understand what the drama means to the story, like oh, let's force let's force Ollie to really address the relationship, but yeah. he already was, yeah, right. Um, the, those sorts of things were like what I I, I loved the quippiness, mm-hmm. I loved the banter, I loved the more lighthearted stuff that was in there. When we sort of got to this, when we got to the emo parts of the story, <laughs> it it didn't feel as strong as the more fun parts. Yeah, I'm all for drama, but some of it almost felt like it was forced onto the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when a bullet from the sky pierces someone, then yeah, it's a little shoehorned in. We still don't know who did that. Nope. Yeah, Yeah, you don't find out, I think, until like the next story arc. Yeah. In true, that's why this feels like a very classic comic book. Because like every issue ends up another one. It just gets worse, Cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Next issues can always just be summed up as, it gets worse! (laughs) (laughs) Buy it! $2.99! Yeah, awesome. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming by and reading this. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. World. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, plug time, please. Feel free yep. to plug away uh, everything. You can listen to Unlimited Lives every Tuesday on Sirius XM, channel 406. Um, I also am on Mod Night again at UCB, and my first show is October 14th. Yeah. At the Chelsea and, Theater. Yep, every second Monday of the month after that. Awesome. And you could try to find my name. It's yeah. at Marianne Pietro, I A M. P-I-E-T-R-O. If you're a big Quicksilver fan, it's I am Pietro. Yes. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the right crowd to make that reference. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in getting Green Arrow, Black Canary, this, the wedding this, album, the wedding album, uh, you can go to mattbrettloffcomics.com where we'll have links to the trade paperback of, through Amazon as well as Comixology. Uh, if you buy it through Amazon through our specific links, it kicks a little bit of money back to us. Which we like because we need money. So let's just do, keep the lights on, guys. Let's do all of our do all of your Amazon shopping through our links. Yeah, let's just make that agreement. Because Siri, if you click through our links and get to Amazon in the same browser window, anything you buy because you bought some shoes and it kicked money back to us. It did. So Aww. I'm just saying, let's scam the system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's legally scam it together, you guys. Um, as always, you can find. Uh, Back issues and so much more at mattandbrettlovecomics.com. Please dive into our back catalog. We have a lot of evergreen episodes. We take pride in not being a yeah. current events comic book read, podcast. If you want to read some Connor Hawk, I do believe is in the Rock of Ages JLA storyline, right? Yes, that we did. That we read with Jason, Jason Flowers of America uh, Won't Shut Up. And also uh, Dr. Midnight from this book, right? Was yes. in Starman that we read with Justin Tyler a couple weeks ago. Yes. So. Um, another great series. Uh, highly recommend you checking it. Another one with a weird numbering system, zero through five. Yeah, start with zero. Yeah. So again, if you start with number one with that series, you're missing some of the story. That's right. Uh, you can also go to Matt and Brad Love Comics to check out all of our social media tab. Uh, talk to us on Facebook. Talk to us on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. You talk to us at facebook.com slash theylovecomics. Yeah. Oh, facebook.com slash slash theylovecomics. They love comics, yeah. Yeah, great. Okay. We got that. Yeah. Um, I think Matt and Brett Love Comics was too long of a name for yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I think it has to be like less than 16 characters. Yeah, so we got it. Yeah, we're, we're some real characters, you guys. <laughs> uh, you can, um, 
As always, recommend our show to your friends, family, loved ones, space aliens, uh, superheroes, villains, uh, deli clerks, cab drivers, um, uh, pedicab enthusiasts. Real world veterans. Real world veterans. Real world alumni. We want them on the show. Alumnuses of television shows, both reality and otherwise. Um, because you are our best spokespeople, and you guys, it means the world to us when... Uh, when we hear from people saying that they've discovered it through friends. Yes. Um, yeah. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Ben Regeeb, who does all the things we don't know how to do, which Ye is anything involving computers. Yes, you are the HIV to our speedy. No, you are the lingerie to our black canary. How no. Did she, get, did she get... Okay, she got HIV from hooking, but Roy Harper was a intervening... He was... He did... Uh, yeah, he was heroin. doing heroin. Yeah. So why, what is up with Speedy's having to, like, yeah, yeah. have, like, shady, like... Well, I think that's the, uh, that's the only way they can have older people around them. <laughs> like, adopt yeah, yeah. them and be like, well, they're troubled. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I got, I got adult interests, too, man. I'm into heroin. <laughs> no, no, let's do that. Okay. So, yeah, thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for listening, and until next week, this is Matt. This is Brett. And man. we... We love comics. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm gonna read the rest of my stack and see how it shakes out. We love comics. Oh gosh. We'll see you next week.